0: Uh, je suis Jean Barchard ah, Bell and the uh, It is the Gardner Minshew mustache episode, everybody. We got a lot to get into. I'm John Barchard. That is Vince Quinn. Taylor Credit behind the camera. Uh one day we will get him on it. I promise you that. Uh feel free to jump in the Discord at bell Texas the Birdman.com. Texas two one five five oh nine fifty eight thirty three. Minshew time. It is Minshew time. That is why the mustache is here. And honestly, I don't even know if it makes it till Thursday. More on that later. Vince Quinn. Um a man of many thoughts on this As we were going through a lot of different things And he yes, Yeah see that's what I'm saying It's either pedophile or cop There's no real way to Maybe possibly Luigi Well no no
1: Very definitely Can you actually can you get the green hoodie real quick oh, You okay. got it right there behind you I need you to put on the green hoodie And then I'm going to throw you my hat Because this is how you walked oh, in the door So I, I want people on YouTube to see this John walked in the door I had not I had seen a picture of the mustache I had not witnessed it in person I was blown away uh, It is very thick It's a strong mustache All the beard is gone I've never seen this look from John yeah, before there's some, there's some I will probably never see it again Carrie, you're welcome for that. Uh, so, yeah, put this on, because well seeing seeing all the layers of green with the mustache, it's such a Luigi look. <laughs> is that not the most Luigi thing hey, you've ever hey. seen in your life? Hey! miss you. is going to... Uh that is a terrible Italian. Well, it's way, better so. than Chris Pratt's Mario, so uh, <laughs> you're, you're in a great job. You're going to co-star with him coming up. But, uh, yeah, I mean, dude, let's. I guess let's just get into it. I mean, it, it is chaos out there. Gardner Minshew's hurt. Or not Gardner Minshew's hurt. Jalen Hurts is hurt. Uh, and I guess I'm, I'm the jinx, I think, is what you're I've learned jinx. from this. Yes. I'm a massive jinx in so many different ways. I talk up Dallas. Everything goes to shit for Dallas. I talk about Jalen Hurts running the ball more. Uh, you talk
0: about... Jalen Hurts being the next Tom Brady he, and then yes. this stuff happens. Yes. I've said he is the
1: yes, I've said he's the closest yeah. thing I've seen to young Tom Brady. It is not that complicated. We don't I'm need not that on two shows. I'm not comparing him to 2007 Tom Brady. How dare you? <laughs> but more but, interesting to me. You said something to me very which I don't think you're alone in sharing this opinion.
0: It's very up in the air on like how bad the spring shoulder is for Jalen Hurts. Enough to move a line Up to six now, I believe. Uh, Is that correct, Taylor Kredata? So that's a a huge jump. Um, Then it just seems like he could go if he wanted to. So what's your opinion? What's your overall take on this? We have all the information. Jalen Hurts is clearly hurt. It didn't sprain. It didn't break. Fuck that Chicago Bears soldier field coldness and all the things that are happening there. But. Doesn't seem like it's long term. And you don't think this is like this is all precautionary is where your head's at.
1: Yes, they they know that they're on the doorstep of getting the one seed and having the easiest path possible to the Super Bowl. Why play Jalen Hurts at this point? Like, even if it's just a one-week thing, you can go, let's say they win. If they win on Christmas Eve, which is going to be <laughs> a whole other level of chaos, <laughs> I- including for me, if uh, my mentions are going to be ridiculous, if they, they lose. Oh, yeah, they, the Gardner Eagles? Yeah. Oh, yes, Oh, sure. yeah, I'm going to eat It'll all, all this shit, which one. is fine. At me, Discord, Twitter, I don't give a fuck. Hit me up. It's fine. I can take it. But, like... If you could go and win that game and you've got the one seed locked up already of three more weeks after that, where Gardner Minshew can play, Jalen Hurts can sit, he can get 100%, you play your other starters, you're not benching everybody necessarily, that's another discussion. But, like, the shoulder's not great. I Look, if he had to play today, if he had to play next week, if he was fighting for the one seed, if this was a little bit closer, say Dallas didn't lose to Jacksonville and the Eagles lost to the Bears, yeah. then I think Jalen Hurts plays this week. You're probably, probably right. They might as well be extra cautious because... He's the MVP right now. Like, he's right there. So, uh, for a guy like this, don't rush anything. It's all about the Super Bowl at this point. They understand that, and they can let him sit.
0: And when you're making this decision based on that, you're – I think you hit the nail on the head. Like, even – forget if they even lost in Chicago. If they won and Dallas won, I still think he's playing this game. But now that you know, listen, you have Dallas. Then you've got nobody for the – Nobody. After that, Um you know, Garner, what they, this tells me is our team is so confident, I'm so confident, Howie Roseman and Nick Sirianni and that fool Shane Steichen uh, <laughs> are all so confident that they could beat one of the, so, so that game theory shit that was going around over the last two games of like, ah, just sit your starters against Dallas because you're going to be able to beat the Saints once or the Giants once or, you know, who's ever kind of left over on the schedule, but... This is kind of like forcing their hand more or less and be like, all right. And by the way, this is the only critique I have. Like, yes, he could probably go. But, man, there's a difference between being in a football game and throwing with a sprained shoulder. Beautiful throws to A.J. Brown, which we witnessed on Sunday and the adrenaline leaving your body after all that because it's in survival mode because you're playing football by a goddamn lake that's blowing at 20 miles an hour, and you're going, ha, I'm just trying to stay warm. it like you know, At first, when he went down, I, I, everybody went, oh, shit, right? Like, oh, my God, something bad happened. And it did. It did happen. So this isn't... I don't think it's all precautionary. I just think if you can throw a ball, you wake up, and you go, okay, I can throw a 95-mile-an-hour fastball normally, and I can barely grip a ball today, and maybe that thing comes out at 85 when I put a quarter zone shot in it. That's enough to stop some – like, that's what I mean. It's significant enough where I'm not going to be able to play football. Yes, he could go out and play. Do I want him to go out and play in this one? No! Absolutely not. This is, I'm sorry to say, the best time for the QB2 system. It doesn't matter. This is why you have Gardner Minshew here, and I hate the fact that he is just like – I, you know i think it's going to create a lot of complications over the next 2 weeks over Jalen Hurts the mvp the quarterback how good is he really and i welcome that conversation again but i don't care go get the win worry about that stuff later i don't think you should play him at all this week because he probably can't throw a football <laughs> it's sort like it's a swelling in your shoulder you can't like it's either separated broken or torn apart or sprained like it is now thank god it's sprained but it doesn't mean you could wake up and just like oh yeah i'll just do the same things I did in chicago that's not going to happen on the road again for the third time in a row i'm fine with garner Minshew going in this game
1: yeah it's it's totally okay you have no reason to force it you don't like and this would be the same extreme i think if they were an awful team like if you were the if the eagles were the houston texans right now and they had one win jalen hurts ain't playing this week (laughs) right you know what i mean you're looking out for the future of the franchise luckily for the eagles the future of the franchise is february so that's all you care about but like for Jalen hurts at this point I don't think it's that bad as they're making it out as some people were were reacting to this and ultimately I mean let, let's let's talk about the injury itself yeah okay because people a lot of the complaining that I've seen this is Twitter this is the discord this is everywhere it's it's they ran Jalen hurts too much well you know what this is the price of doing business. This is what you wanted. This is what everybody wanted. You wanted the best version of Jalen Hurts. You want to see him doing all these amazing things, MVP discussion. I said he's the MVP. You said he's the MVP. Why is he the MVP? He runs. That's a big part of this. He's a great passer, too, don't get me wrong, but... He's on his way to set a record for rushing touchdowns from a quarterback. We'll see if he does that now. But, like, he was right there. He's getting all these yards on the ground. I mean, this isn't even the first time he's had 17 carries in a game. This is the third time. He's had 16 twice. He's had 15 once. Nobody said a peep in those games. We, we haven't really had any conversation whatsoever about Jalen Hurts has had too many carries. Is this offense built the wrong way? No, he's what makes the offense go, and you just need to accept that for now. I mean, if they're going to change this in the next couple of years, they can do that. But for what this team is predicated on, what makes him great, what makes the Eagles on track for the number one seed right now, it's Jalen running the ball. I, just, I have no regrets about this. I, I don't have any second guessing about this. It just happens. He's a football player. You can get hurt any way, shape, or form. Yeah, and I'm kind of against... You know, we, we
0: had that to be... Taylor was in on it, too. Like, I am... I don't think they did anything egregious. I don't. But, I, you know, this is another thing where I think you could have just dialed it back, like, three or four. And I'm not saying... Who knows? It could have happened on any RPO. So, like, why is this one more significant than what they did in the first quarter or the fourth? Or it's just, like, I agree with you in that sense. It's just fucking football sometimes. And that's what happened. He made the right read. It's not like handing off to Miles Sanders would have made an overall positive impact. You know, you don't think about that when you're on the field anyway. Like, oh, got to protect myself. And I am going to take... 30-yard rushing touchdowns when a safety decides he wants to blitz and come in and run for a touchdown. Yes, of course, that you're right. That is a part of his game. If it's on schedule, if it is not, like that's when I like him doing his thing. To me, where you could critique Nick Sirianni is in the designed run phase, but even then, now it looks as if, in this game especially, Jalen was very comfortable in calling whatever it was calling it to Devontae Smith, and he was very vocal about that. Uh, The the safety touchdown, which we just mentioned, I'm going to assume Jalen did that on his own on reading it on instinct. That's amazing. He should be doing that. RPO is the same thing. Read, react, what's my best option here? And he has never, ever been dangerous or careless with his body in any of these carries, in my mind. You know, like, I still see some of the same problems of his broken pocket and lose it. Like, I think there are times you could probably save yourself the trouble. But outside of that, it'd be really nitpicking his game to be like, please don't do that anymore because we need you in the shoulder and all this. Like, yeah, football is football. You're going to get hurt. Your second quarterback is going to play at some point because that's just statistically true. And this is dude like whatever everybody had that rumor for a second that douchebag uh was saying it was a broken collarbone and your mind is starting to race again like oh my god what is it with this franchise and quarterbacks having to wrap up the one seed but here we are again and it's part of playing part of playing the game that's why garner Minshew's here and i got a lot of ticks on that
1: yeah as well so, exactly yes have a great backup quarterback have a great team like they're able to do all those things right a now Two qb system perhaps I mean, I'm not pulling Jalen normally, but I, I know, I know you want to, uh, but I'm not doing it. So, like, but. Yeah, man. I mean, it, you can't ask for anything more of this guy as a performer. He's giving you the best possible version of himself every single week, and it is his decision-making. It is his legs. I mean, a lot of those, lot of those carries, too. I said it on the post game, although I was slurring it a lot. <laughs> uh, but I did say on the post postgame, it, and I watched the game again after knowing the news that Jalen got hurt. I'm like, all right, well, let's go through some of these carries. And, like, again, Miles Sanders, when they're trying to give him the ball, or Jalen, anybody, anything up the middle, in between the tackles, They didn't have it. It just wasn't there. The only way they could create anything was getting to the perimeter and trying to get these runs. That's where Jalen does most of his running anyway. It's like outside of the occasional draw, it's not like, all right, we're going to do a, I don't know, a counter up the gut. Right. where Miles Sanders is blocking for Jalen Hurts or something stupid. You know what I mean? Like, he's just, he's back there, he's in the shotgun, it's a read option, he makes the right read. For him, his reads are going to lead him off tackle, right in that area. So it's more space to work with, all the agility and things, and, and he's fine. I mean, it's just, you either want him to run the ball and you believe that that's a part of his game, or you don't. And I believe it's a part of his game. I think it's an essential part of his game. I think he's a good passer, but and he's guess not the MVP without it. This also doesn't stop him from running the ball. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's, that's what's, you know, it's not going to like, hey, ultimately, yes, you don't want to be a uh, chucked aside because you can't throw football anymore. But, I mean, at worst, still his best weapon if you want to look at it so one-dimensionally like that. And that's why, like, yeah, I'm with you. And I don't think they did – anything egregious in the play calling outside of it just not executing it and and probably being the wrong calls you know like so uh however i do feel the sediment of this and i feel it too and i I drunkenly said like i just thought he lost the mvp just because of the surface level bullshit that we're gonna have to talk about some of that was starting to bubble up but it's disappointing now because you can't even you can't even have the fucking conversation anymore It's over. Like, Jalen Hurts is not going to win MVP. It is arbitrary. I know we're all past that, and I am too, and I've said a million times, Super Bowl, yes, but just once, just once, and this is more of a four-for-four thing than it is an Eagles thing, but, I mean, you've got Embiid almost winning the goddamn MVP, and it doesn't happen. Bryce Harper, great, that happened. (laughs) I don't really care about the Phillies that much, so I'm just like, I wish there was one solidified MVP that I cared about that was in and is the best of and, like, it just sucks. That's all. That part of me is still processing a lot of a lot of this part of it. But I don't think anyone's to blame for it, which I've seen, and I think that's what you're getting at here. Like,
1: yeah, I, this I don't just blame football. I don't blame anybody for anything. This is who they've been all along. This wasn't a change in the normal course of business in any way, shape, or form. It made them an elite team. So it's not like you did all this and you got your ass kicked. And what was this for? You know, like, I mean, early in his career, McNabb, he had to make that transition from a runner to more of a pocket guy. He made that decision because ultimately, like, there was that time he ran out on the sideline on the Titans game and he tore his ACL. Yeah. And you lose him for, like, the whole season. That sucks. Uh, Game in Atlanta, week one, that might have been, like, 05. He gets hit in the chest, helmet in the chest. There was that big fight before the game. That was a crazy one. Uh, That fucked him up for the whole season. And, like, his body couldn't take all those hits, and especially at that point, he's in his career for five years, six years. And at that point, he goes, all right, I'm switching away from this and just using my mobility to survive, and I'm going to pass. But for Jalen, I mean, it's the second season as a starter. He is a young guy. He has taken the hits well. He's usually good about... Using his body in ways where he's not getting shellacked, it did happen a couple of times against the Bears, and part of it too. Credit to the Bears. Everybody wants to keep saying, "Oh, it's a three-win team," and and this and that, but like, oh, don't start that crap. I'm telling you, it's a, <laughs> the three-win team. The three-win don't, team. Don't was, start any day in the NFL. No, well, it it's a bad I'm, plan. You should have boat raced them no, and
0: gotten out of there. They,
1: I mean, they should have, but they didn't. And the Bears, to to especially on the defensive side, they played well. And the Eagles had turnovers, which forced them to run and play these kinds of plays late in the game. I mean, Jalen has two picks that's part of this equation. Miles Sanders is supposed to be the answer has a fumble on the screen that like there's there's just things in this game that don't make it easy for them to go all right well we don't have to run we don't have to compete this isn't a game because it was a game you are fighting for the one seed still and you got to go with the game. So if the bears sucked and this was the third quarter fourth quarter and they're up by 21, Yeah, like, I'd be a little bit angrier about this, but it was a competitive game, and it's what you have to do. So, well, here's where I'll fight back on that just a little
0: bit, because this reminded me a lot of whatever was going on. There's been some theories back and forth. You know, clearly you could tell the emotions were in the game for the Colts, and they wanted to fucking smash them to pieces. I feel as though either Jalen, Sirianni, a combination of everybody, is just like, yeah, let's just make Jalen shine against this crappy Bears team on the road, and this will... Start to slow down the MVP conversation because it's starting to leak in the locker room or whatever it is. Like, we can just be done with this. Something like that happened in this game, too. And that's what I put the blame on. Everyone, including Jalen, in this conversation. If you really want to get down to it of, like, why they stumbled or why this happened. And we're all sitting here pissing and moaning about a good win <laughs> in the end. But, you know... um, If you want to put the blame, it's everybody on that side of the football wanted to do MVP-like things and have everybody kiss their ass this week. And it didn't happen. And unfortunately, the result is your QB is going to hang out on ice for a week or two here.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But he's going to do that when you might lock up the one seed anyway, right. and then you're going to have a bye, and then you're playing at home, and, like, there's just there's just so many good things that go into all of this. <laughs> the, the line is great. So, like, if they need to do things to mitigate the hits that he takes and be a little more selective, they can do that because they have the talent and they're evolving as an offense enough where you can do all of that. So, like, all those things feel good, and even more, like, long-term stuff. Like, back to the McNabb thing a little bit, people might say, oh, well, Cam Newton, and look what happened with Cam Newton. Also... Cam Newton had one good season as a passer. One. He was an MVP that year. He played out of his mind. He was as precise with the deep ball as I've ever seen. He was immaculate. Every other year, he is not a great passer. He never has been. No. But they built an offense around him as a runner, and it made them competitive for a long time. That year, he had it all together. He was an MVP. They got to the Super Bowl. So, like... They, I, I would trust Jalen as a passer long term. Being able to develop to transition his game in time, they can do that. But for now, what makes them great? This is what makes them great.
0: I want to know what Taylor thinks about all this too. And real quickly, while you're here watching and listening, uh, make sure you are going to liquiddeath.com/bell to find out where all those delicious 16.9 ounce seltzers and flat waters are around you. Uh, because uh, I see Taylor grabbing the the flat OG cans and that. Just warms my heart. Um, I also know he has some interesting takes on Jalen himself, and we're not exactly, we kind of teased that on Sunday. So just have at it here, T, because like there is, you think this is somewhat Jalen, right? Pushing this. Because he's a stat hawk. He wants to run the numbers up. (laughs) Like, why? Paying attention to said Cam Newton numbers this year. Exactly. Yeah. He's aware of all these numbers. He knows how many rushing touchdowns, how many rushing yards. And that was my main point about. You know, having him run less, like it's not completely necessary unless he's running into the end zone or running out of bounds. There's so many more options that you can have on the field. But I think he likes to chase those numbers
1: a little too much. <laughs> Some truth in it. Oh, yeah, I, I would bet. <laughs> I, look, you can't be in a position that he's at and not have an ego. As, as he should. It's just when, yeah. it, when it feels more forced than it should be on
0: games like Chicago or Indianapolis or yeah. whatever it is.
1: Yeah, it's it's just tough cuz like a lot of times he still makes good decisions when he does it. You know what I mean? So he is stat hogging a bit, but he's doing it yeah, in a it's, in it's, a it's
0: smart yeah. way. It's not all the time, but when it sticks out, it's stick feels out. obvious, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And this might be one of those times, which is dude, I I, I don't I, and to, I think Taylor's absolutely right, but I also am going, "Well, fucking yeah." If any one of us was in that position to be like, okay, yeah, I'm, I'm you, not, yeah, I know I'm not Taylor's not him. saying that, yeah, yeah, yeah. But if any one of us is in a position to go, you assholes didn't think any of this was possible, and now I've got a chance to put a stamp on this with an MVP. You're goddamn right, I'm going to stat pump, or you know, AJ Brown's going to tell me to throw the ball to him a couple more times, or Devontae, or whatever it is. He's, yeah, like we said, he still put up MVP numbers despite the the passing touchdowns, which I thought was gonna. You know, and the conversation uh, anyway. But I don't know, man. I I love this team. It, it has the moxie. You should be doing some of that stuff. You should want, but you know, to go in there and and kill everybody. I just think this is it's twice
1: it's bitten them in the ass, and they still came out with wins. Yeah, they, <laughs> you know? they still came out with wins, and that's right now. I think that's the biggest thing, right? It's 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 worth the trade. Like if it's a minor injury, and this gets you to the point where he could be a hundred percent, because like. We heard Schefter today talking about it. He was all over the map. I really don't know what the fuck he was trying to say. Oh, he
0: was trying to be uh, nice to Howie Roseman to give him more information.
1: Yeah, so. I, I wasn't. <laughs> I wasn't sure if he was trying to say that like he'd be 100 percent for the Super Bowl if they waited, or or like how bad this was the Super Bowl. He yeah. would be able to go. It yeah. was one of those. Two. So he was. Yeah. He was a little all over the place with the messaging. But the, but the general idea is Jalen Hurts is okay. It's not like he's missing extended time. It's going to take a miracle for him to play. He's probably going to miss this week, and that's fine. So like yeah. when when that's the trade-off to winning another game and now you're right there in the driver's seat like it's it's almost impossible to not get the one seat at this point you take that like i i just you take that right now because the running is part of what gets you there i mean again uh, for all the mvp arguing that everybody's done what is it it's combined numbers we emphasize that all the time, right? It's the rushing yards. It's the rushing touchdowns. to go with the passing because that's him as a player. That is the complete picture. That is what makes him that valuable. So when you argue those things, champion those things, and fight Patrick Mahomes because of those things, well, this this is the price you pay. So it's uh, right now it's got you in a one seed. You're in a comfortable place, and Minshew's going to take it home, baby. <laughs> and uh, not only is he going to take it home, but, man, I've got some
0: major Minshew takes, obviously, because I have, shaved into a mustache, and just whatever it is, put it in at the plus six, to plus five. If you're a, a, a gambling type of person or whatever it is, I feel uber confident about it, almost as confident as our friend Barney Pearlstein, who we said during that said Colts game in our Discord, which you can go, you know, jump in, com. and we said, listen, if Miles Sanders scores on this drive, and he called it, he says, Miles sco- is going to score on this drive, then we will let you come on the show and boast about it, and it's time to pay the piper. So, ladies and gentlemen, here is the one and only Pusherstein to uh, yell at us about Miles Sanders and have a fun debate about that. And there he is! He magically appears. It is the wonderful, the beautiful... Barney Pearlstein, Barney, what's going on, buddy?
2: Hey, what's going on, guys? Thank <laughs> you for finally having me on the show. Of course, thanks for calling a Miles Sanders touchdown in the middle. of Why we are
0: sitting at Lucas Oil Stadium? Well, so. that
2: was that uh, was Detroit, actually. Was that Detroit? It was, was week. That, long it was ago?
0: week
1: one. that was week one. <laughs> yeah. See, we're we're catching up on some things now, uh, <laughs> and you were definitely towards <laughs> the top sleep? of the list because yeah. this was before Miles Sanders had scored a touchdown. By the ah, way, that's right? It was so much of like. Is he going to score even five touchdowns this year? And Barty, you were like, yeah, he's going to do all that stuff. And then you called the first one on the first drive that he did it like ridiculous. I
2: also want to give a shout out to my son. I was actually in the hospital room that morning because he had just uh, was born the night before. See, And I was looking down at him. I'm like, you know what? Miles Sanders is going to have a career year. He's going to score a touchdown. The baby looked over (laughs) me. He's like, fuck yeah, he (laughs) is. Go tell him, Daddy. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> and he did. Shout out to the Waterboy and Miles Sanders. By yeah. the way, can we yeah. incorporate some liquid death into the Miles Sanders Waterboy persona? I mean, it's I very feel like possible the, that we got to make that connection Mike. somehow. I don't know.
0: Also, hire Barney to be our marketing person. If he's why is he the only one coming up with good ideas?
2: Um, I'm just saying.
0: I don't know if he's got any good Miles Sanders ideas. So I I'm, I'm, I I really do want to get into like where this may all end up going because I think that's what we've been debating about and you do a very good job of pissing everybody off in the Discord especially myself so I am the but resident you, Discord villain but when you listen <laughs> when you listen to your takes it's just it's much easier to understand you know where your head is at and things like that but first and foremost we've been talking about the injury worriness for you real quickly yes no on Jalen and
2: all that. I mean, I'm mildly worried only because he will take time off, especially if we do win the Cowboys game. Shout out to Ryan on the Discord. He actually made that point to me last night. Ryan Meehan, um, the best.
0: I think that's how you say that last night. Yeah. I'd say um, Meehan, buddy-in, Mahan, yeah. however you want to. But, yeah, <laughs> but I mean, you know? I mean, I'm mean,
2: i not really nervous, but, I mean, there is the fact that if we do win this game, they probably will rest him the majority of seats, season, if not the whole se- regular season. And I I'll think that's the playoffs. fine,
0: which means your boy is going to be able to pad stats, right? <laughs> Oh,
1: Oh, Barney is wearing a Minjun yeah. Min- mania <laughs> yeah. t-shirt. He's wearing a mania t-shirt. That's, out out that's the right. That's yeah. right. It's a great yeah. shirt. We saw that last year, I believe as well, uh out at the bar. But we did. We did. So. Yeah, Barney had the whole get-ups at yeah. the bar. I mean, bringing the belt and everything. So, yeah. I mean, it's just good to have you back for that. But like, yeah, like let's let's talk for, uh, about Miles for
2: a minute here. Yeah. Barney, uh because yeah, I mean, frankly, I just I still don't think he's that good. Well, Micah, Micah. Micah Quinn, I should say. <laughs> <laughs> you don't think he's that good because you think it's the offensive line that's the reason why he's actually producing this year. He's had the same offensive line his whole career other than, you know, the stinger we no, he had not. with Wentz. There's been, there, well, there, I'm just saying, had he's, had this, he's had for, the same the caliber part. of line. But what I'm saying yeah, is just saying it's the offensive line and not him is just like saying it's not Jalen Hurts, it's the team. I oh. mean, all running backs have an offensive line. I mean, that's their <laughs> job. You know what I mean? Like, is Gainwell producing like this? Is Boston Scott producing like this? They have the same exact line. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I'm just saying.
1: Well, those all right. guys, I mean, those guys get, t- like, one, those guys are more passing guys anyway. Boston Scott's hardly a factor at all. But, like, I don't think Miles just hit the hole before. I I feel like the blocking's always been the same, and then I and John was laughing at me at it because I spent the whole offseason going, Miles hits the hole, man. He hits the hole. (laughs) He hits the hole. I think you had said that at one point last year, too.
0: You guys were both telling me that, which is funny because he's kind of doing it.
1: That's what I think is the difference is he's just hitting the hole now, but he's always had the holes.
2: Well, I think he's hitting the hole now better, obviously, but I think he was hitting the hole last year, too. I just think he wasn't getting respect. He wasn't me running the first half of the season. We went over that. I mean- (laughs) Once, once, There's a reason why, why still the, the reason why is because Zach Ertz was still on the team And we, not to go back into that But once yeah. they traded him they kind of realized Oh shit let's run the fucking ball And that's where the whole run the ball Came into yes. play <laughs> Which I don't even need to say anymore because at this point you know, We are a running team just the pass actually works And because we have the threat of the pass The run works so much better now
0: Wow, at least yeah. we're on the same page. I oh, think yeah. it's taken two and a half years. At least we're. On no, we're the definitely same page on the same there. page now.
2: I don't need to say run the ball anymore because they run the fucking ball. You know what I mean? <laughs> but now, because the pass works, it's not so repetitive. Like, oh, we're gonna stack the box nine, ten men and just stop yeah. Miles Sanders. He actually I, has a couple open lanes. Well, here's a, here's what's part of
0: it because the thing that's been happening all like leading up to this, the the main one of the big narratives coming out of this game is you should have run Miles more to save. Jalen or whatever, but, like, the Bears shut him down. What are we talking about? Yeah, I mean,
2: Miles did not have a good game at all. I mean, I think you definitely should have run Miles more than you should. I I think he didn't really – I think he had three carries in the first half. Yeah, something stupid something like that. Like, or like yeah, nothing in the first few. half. Yeah, three to so, five. I
0: mean, I, and the biggest thing that I have when you guys are bringing all this stuff up, when it's just like, oh, you can't say you can't say Jalen Hurts MVP and not mention the offensive line, and then run. Yes, you can. He has the ball in his hands every freaking play. The offensive line is going to make a mistake at some point. The offensive line is probably going to make a mistake on a Miles Sanders carry too. Like it happens. Shit happens. If you're telling me that a, that I. A, a guy has to get volume, which is always a, a, a just a game breaker for me. And to, like Alvin Kamara never needed volume to get going; you just gave him the fucking ball and he went. Miles Sanders isn't that guy. He's still now with Go- uh, Goddard coming back. AJ Devontae, yeah, probably like fifth. Because like you, uh, even now when we're dealing with, hey, Hertz just got injured, maybe got to limit his carries or whatever. He's still the best runner on the field that they have. And he's going to have the best opportunities because, like, they're not king on the quarterback still for some reason. I don't know. So I don't know where to place Miles' value between all that.
2: Well, it's kind of hard to tell because, like you said, the rest of the team is just so goddamn dynamic. I mean, <laughs> yes. but – and even I'm, I'm, I'm just saying, like, hey, I love Miles. I love running the ball. But, hey, let's give A.J. and Smith the fucking ball because they're fucking monsters. You know what I mean? Like, you got some Batmans on your team and a fucking water boy. Use them. So,
0: <laughs> <laughs> Miles Sanders, the, water, the $10 million water boy?
2: But, yeah, I mean, obviously, I love Miles Sanders, but I'm also a Howie guy. I'm not paying Miles Sanders $20 million a year. Yeah, okay, okay, good, <laughs> so, good, 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 so good. Let, I let, support all that. Let, but thank where you, but where are thank we, you. Where are
0: we getting to with Miles Sanders? Like, what's okay?
2: So, I can see a definite Howie contract where he gets a $40 million con, forty million million over three years, 20 guaranteed over the first two years, and then that last year balloons up to, like, 18 or $19 million, But he's got to prove it. It's not guaranteed. Oh, God. So you still kind of get him around that like 10 to 12 million a year range. Yikes. It's just you're not, you know, if he really is that guy or willing to restructure in his like third or fourth year, then he could stay. If not, you don't really have all that dead cap because it's Howie. Howie's not going to structure a deal where he gives him 30 million guaranteed on a $35 million deal. That's yeah. just not Howie.
1: Man, yeah. I, I'm gonna have a heart attack.
2: You forty million? Ooh, forty million scares the no,
1: shit
0: out. of me. I'm just saying, think of he's saying Twenty million, know, twenty like, million for right. two years. H- AJ H-
2: H- getting sixty million right now, but like he's only getting like fifteen over the next two years. Oh, and, and, yeah. And like I'm saying the way it's structured is not. You know, he has to prove it in those later years to actually get that money. Yeah. So I don't think how he's gonna put us in a situation where we're on the hook for miles at age 29, making 20 million a year.
1: Okay, because like raw value and I I get that there's always, you know, like the last two years of a five year deal are just never real. Basically, so so I get all that. I guess for me, it's like if I was thinking about what Miles Sanders is worth relative to like if I was going to get a running back from anywhere in the league and put them on this team, could they do what Miles does? I think more often than not. Yeah. Like I I look at Miles, I'd pay him like four million dollars. I know this is a
0: couple of years ago, but everybody was trying to figure out like the Chargers uh, running back situation between like Melvin Gordon, Austin Eckler and all that stuff. And they had very similar things, but you could tell Austin was going to pull up in front of him. The same thing that's happening with Tony Pollard and Zeke right now. The same thing that will always continue on and on and on here. I just don't know how effective you can or rely on like Miles Sanders is our second round guy moving forward and he's going to be a hall of famer type of brian westbrook i just don't see that happening at all you
2: Thanks. know what this situation actually kind of reminds me of and don't laugh because it's, they're completely different running backs but <laughs> i kind of compare them to marshall folk the year they won the championship and this is why think about the receivers that were on that team he can't catch who were who the receivers Did on that just team say marshall no Funk? listen i said two <laughs> completely different kind of running backs but the same situation who are the receivers on that team were, wow. not too Holt, Hall- Isaac Bruce. Yes. were they not two Hall of Fame receivers? Yes. yes, they were. <laughs> is Demonte Smith kind of built like Isaac Bruce?
0: I mean, a little bit. I actually can't, think... Can't, I, yeah, yeah, little, a little, I little bit. I the, is is A.J. Brown kind of built like Torrey Holt?
2: I think you made that comp, actually. I think yeah. you said Isaac Bruce. Yeah, yeah they're, they're, they're both great
1: This is one of the
2: greatest shows on, <sighs> on turf that I've ever fucking seen. How about you? I'm not saying he's Marshall Folk. I'm he's not saying they're the same kind of running back. Obviously, they're very fucking different running backs. But it's the same situation. Taylor,
0: who is Marshall Folk's backup? That's who he is.
2: <laughs> like, on the greatest show on earth. god like, i'm saying the situation candidate or something Listen, are we put it in perspective i'm saying the situation marshall falk was what the third option on that team because they had such prolific wide receivers it's the same thing with miles sanders he's not getting the touches because he doesn't need to get the touches <laughs> and i don't want him to get the touches right now because guess what but he also doesn't deserve the touches though <laughs> yes, right exactly
0: exactly like, that's where we've arrived what? He doesn't, doesn't, he doesn't deserve-, deserve the touches because A.J. Brown is a Hall of Famer, because Devontae Smith is probably going to be a Hall of Famer, too. And guess what? So is Dallas Goddard. So, like,
2: he doesn't what are we de- he doing? He doesn't deserve the touches, one, because Jalen Hurst is a beast. that can, can run the fucking and there's ball. There's four.
0: That's what I'm saying. We're right back to five. So in one year, you've gone to Miles Sanders as a cornerstone piece to, like, eh, Boston Scott and everybody else doing okay, too.
2: <laughs> Listen, I'm the— Listen, I love Miles Sanders, but listen, other guys can come in and fill that role, just not as well as Miles fucking Sanders. Just I don't disagree with that. It just it's an expensive thing.
0: Yeah, it's an expect like the leap isn't that far, and if Gainwell maybe like I
2: don't know needs a few protein shakes and okay. gains
0: about five more pounds in the off season, like ah, it's pretty
2: close. So to that point. If for some strange, bizarro reason Jalen Hurts is out for the year and Gardner Minshew comes in and wins a fucking Super Bowl, are you paying Jalen Hurts $40 million a year or are you riding Gardner Minshew because he's I'm paying cheaper? paying Jalen Hurts $40 million a year. Hey, fuck, exactly. Why? Because he's <laughs> fucking better. He's fucking better. That's what we're saying. He it's was not about the backup. Well, what I am just saying it's not about the backup who could do what he does kind of the same thing but for cheaper because Miles Sanders is fucking better than the backups. Jalen Hurts is better than the backup. That's why you pay these guys. That's all I'm saying.
0: All right. All right. Well, it's That's all uh, I'm saying. Yeah. Barney's finally saying goodbye to Miles Sanders the right way. <laughs>
2: That's what he's telling me. Well,
1: I'll be saying goodbye to Miles Sanders. I wish him well. I mean, he's had a great season, and, like, he's finally figured it. Like, he finally became an NFL running back at the back half of last year. He started actually playing at a pro yeah. level rather than just being an athlete out there. So, he's he's making the most out of his talent now. I just, I, I don't know. I mean, I would draft a
2: guy in the fourth round next year and just let it ride. And- <laughs> he's the best running back in <laughs> nice the NFC this year. Of- that's all I got to say. He's the best running back in NFC. Oh, man. Yeah. Taylor, what do you got there, buddy? Uh,
0: trunk candidate would be the comp.
2: Oh, <laughs> I nailed that. I'm... How did you remember
1: that? No, oh,
0: dude. Come on. It's a name. Drop. Come on, Way dude. Pull. I got
1: trunk candidate
0: right. Are you <laughs> kidding me? I didn't even remember that. So no
1: one remembers that guy exists. He was like a 97 <laughs> speed in Madden. So first, there you go.
2: First round pick. Ooh! See, wow! Dude's definitely a 68 in Madden. That's all I'm gonna say.
1: Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, he definitely was, but he was fast, and in those Maddens, that's all that matters. He's one yes. of those
2: guys you lose in the free agency waiver wire, like, oh, that guy's there too. Yeah. Fuck. Oh, <laughs> all right. Well, I'll pick him up. Might uh, as well. I know that name. <laughs> oh, that's uh, so good.
0: Barney, any uh, any Minshew takes before we say goodbye to everybody? By the way,
2: I just hope that we can do what the Cowboys couldn't do: is go on the road, win with a backup, and you know, talk some shit afterwards. Merry fucking Christmas. Happy Hanna Kwanzaika. Let's fucking go.
0: That is Barney Perlstein. <laughs> I'm John Bartrand for Vince Quinn. That is Taylor Crudatis. Uh We've had so much fun, Barney. Thanks for hanging out. Thanks for having me. I'll have plenty of takes about Minshew, and we're going to fire up that ecstasy of gold finally because we're going to go clinch ourselves uh, a, a spot here. I don't know if this mustache is going to last till thursday
1: i don't think it should <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's your call it's your face ultimately but god damn no, uh, no keep
0: would, it keep uh, it uh, yeah, yeah like taylor likes it for some reason well and taylor's
1: and an agent of chaos yeah, that's, that's why very, why uh, yeah, well, i always
0: so uh <laughs> tell me to shave it or not 215 509 just yes. simply yes or no can we make that a uh, twitter poll yeah we can make it a twitter poll all too. right so uh we will see you on thursday with or without this mustache, subscribe to the podcast, subscribe down below to uh, the YouTube, and we will see you then. com. Okay, bye.